0: Where are all my friends? Maximilian Funk. We're sitting down in your beautiful space in Germany, in Berlin at Kraftwerk. And this episode really just came together. Like we met up yesterday and you showed me the space. And I was like, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. And we started talking and we had this conversation about just like creativity and like seeing what you're doing here is so inspiring to me. And I found it so beautiful that that applies all around the world. However, it's only a certain bit of people that really have that and get that, and I want to talk about that today, but I also want to share like who you are and what you do, because I think that that's really cool, and I only really understand a little bit of it, and I think that you'd be such a perfect guest on the podcast, so thank you for doing this and letting us use your incredible space.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, it's so cool. And shout out to Jacob and everyone at race service for making it happen. And yeah, I guess like quickly just telling a listener who you are and what you do, even though there's quite a lot of that and what there is to that.
1: Yeah, I'm uh, Maximilian Funk and uh, I'm a native Berliner. Yeah, how to describe what I do. Creative work around motorcycles and cars and meteors. That's all building like from building that place here, Kraftwerk Berlin. It's a community garage. So the the biggest do-it-yourself garage in Europe at the moment. We have uh, 90 members from 15 different nations. So we built that up, restored the place in an old baking factory in Berlin in the eastern part. Um, I also grew up in the eastern part in East Berlin uh, before the wall came down. And uh, yeah, and apart from that, I'm also co-founder of an agency in Hamburg. We are doing videos in the field of synthetic fuels, fossil-free fuels. We talked about that yesterday and uh, and I'm doing events here, cars and coffee and uh, yeah espresso GT every last Sunday. so bringing that California vibe a little bit over here to Germany. it's It's everything from graphic design, uh, setting up events, uh, building that place, uh, everything that's not, let's say, stay in an office for five days a week.
0: Yeah. And I feel it like being around it and just seeing it this little bit that I have, like there's something so special about what you're doing here. And I don't know, like I just think that that's so rad that that is happening all the way across the world. But before we get into that, I'm curious of like the brief backstory that like got you to a point of being able to build something like this with partners, but also you've like such a great understanding of mechanical things in cars and motorcycles, yet you also have this great graphic design understanding. And like, where did that come from? Like, what were your early days of learning that? Like, is it the same as a kid in the U.S. that just randomly gets like a bootleg copy of Photoshop and goes? Or like, how did you, what do you think the early days of you getting to this spot are?
1: I think uh, in the very early days, let's say childhood, mm. uh, there has been a time where we went on a family holiday and my dad gave me like five Deutsche Mark and he said, okay, at the gas station you can grab whatever magazine you want and then I grabbed a US car magazine and then… Uh, I understood for the first time at the age of eight or something. Okay, there's a different style of transportation. I went to school. Um, always had this excitement. Of course, no driver's license. That came later with motorcycle and car license. And then I've uh, during my teenage time I found an independent magazine which is called Motor Raver in Hamburg, mm-hmm. and that is kind of a drive style magazine. It was uh, printed on eco-friendly paper. It was kind of a punk attitude to it, and I was so excited by. That vibe that magazine transporter that I thought, okay, I need to mix that talent that my uh, probably my mom gave me to be artistic, creative, and that that was that always came easy. And then I thought, okay, I'm going to do a graphic design uh, study to mix that passion towards cars and and, and motorcycles came later um, with that that media approach and uh, from there on i always had that you know that idea okay i want to go in that direction and i want to keep to going in that direction and and um, bring uh, exciting cars and motorcycles and of course also the people around uh, into my life and builds let's say my own universe uh, and, and and find Of course, jobs and money on the way, which is a tough task. Um, But uh, I always uh, have been very lucky with the people I met along the way. And uh, I mean, it started off with graphic design. uh, Then I worked for Weiss, for example. But I also uh, worked for a classic car rental here in Berlin. And uh, the the keyboarder of Rammstein, Flake, he was my boss. And uh, at the age of 25, I was responsible for, let's say, 90 classic cars, drove all of them. Uh, So you got also a mechanical understanding how these cars work and then uh, back into uh, graphic design jobs again. And then, uh, yeah, this project popped up a couple of years ago.
0: So I'm wondering, like for me now, and you see it in the States so much in the last five, 10 years, like a creative career is much more viable. Like there's so many people looking for media creation and graphic designers and understanding companies now understand social media is such a thing. But like for you, I don't know, like growing up in Berlin and having that idea that you were going to get into automotive stuff or motorcycles and like understanding graphic design, was that a less traditional path? Like, was that like something where it was like, hope I can figure this out, hope there's jobs? Or could you kind of see a path? Like, is it, is is it similar enough?
1: The way for me personally was more like uh, go with the flow. So there was not like, let's say, a clear career path. And I also don't understand it as a classical career. So I always was driven by passion. And also this project is, uh, let's say, a social project. Uh, You're surrounded by also passionate people. And that's the fun part of it. The, the motorcycles or the cars just glue it together. That's also the way how we met. Yeah, um, And uh, that's the exciting part. But I don't think that there is like a, a, a classic way. Um, I think you you have to create that job or that field uh, where you want to work. Sometimes you have setbacks, uh, but uh, yeah, then you do a quick detour and then you get back to the same track. Like let's say two years later, so when you just collect money and then you go on and and try. Just be brave and believe in yourself and also in uh, yeah the the possibility that you can create that that uh, surrounding.
0: Yeah, that's I mean, dude, you just that was so many gems. And that's so good. (laughs) Like, I find that is such a uh, common theme in doing this podcast that the people that are doing the cool things kind of come from that place of passion. But it's really cool to hear you explain that because I can only imagine that seeing like what you have here, like I've never seen anything like this out in Europe. So seeing that you had a vision and like just following that and worrying about everything else afterwards. I'm just like, that's so sick. How long were you doing the graphic design stuff and and other things that were similar to this but not craft work before you're like, all right, we're doing this, we're making this space, we're going to make something here? Like, How did that come to be? So before
1: we were uh, looking for a place like that, so Mm -hmm. the idea came to life in in an old community garage and I was working at the publishing house Gestalt and back then was an editor. So I jumped from graphic design to the editorial side and was responsible for the cars and motorcycle section there and then after uh, 4 years i said okay now i know my way around making books and i want to uh, try something new so there's always like a circle of let's say 3 years and uh, you want to add some more skills to your portfolio uh, it's not the traditional japanese way where you work like a whole life in one section and you yeah. want to be- become perfect uh, yeah and the uh, i uh, joined the company pretty late so there was a team of five uh-huh. and uh, two of them uh when it came to actually sign a contract and, and the rental contract they were like okay this is maybe a very risky business model because there is actually no business model for for a community garage and then uh, i got asked if i would join and uh, that was a yeah very um let's say uh, wild uh, time uh, so I, I, I quit my relationship quit my job so that was kind of I had to find uh, you know a new focus that project really uh, got me back into uh, yeah a uh, regular life and um, so I thought okay um, now or never so sometimes you're I don't know you, you're in your in your life you stop at a, a traffic light and you could go the way you always went but you could also take a risk and I thought okay, I mean fuck it in in the worst let's say the worst situation would be okay, I would burn twenty five thousand euros, uh, but it's money after all so i, yeah. would, I would if I am old and and gray and uh, about to die, then I would like to look back and uh, say, okay, I at least tried and yeah. um, give also something back to the community because when I was young, I was always looking for a place like that, mm-hmm. and sometimes you're uh, by accident in the position to to build the place yourself and be in the first row. And then uh, the attractive part is that you can also steer like creat- uh, creatively um, the, the projects. And that's, that's the cool part.
0: Dude, that's so cool. And how old were you when you had that decision to make? Uh, 34. Dude, that's yeah. crazy to me. Yeah. Because like by that time, a lot of people will be dialed in a career and not willing to take that risk. For you to be at that light and be like, all right, this is the time to take that road, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, absolutely. People get pretty settled in their lives, like as like before 30. You know?
1: Yeah, but I think also for our generation, um, everything comes a little bit later. Uh, so I have the experience that uh, you have to have, like, let's say, 10 years of uh, job experience, and then you you get recognized first of all. And uh, yeah, I think the also the big companies they are all founded uh, in the mid 30s and 40s, I think, and. I mean, age doesn't matter. I mean, that's let's let's uh, just let this uh, project happen. And I'm the youngest in the team, so we're a team of five. And uh, so
0: that's so cool. I just I love that. and I, I feel like you have such like a young spirit of the way that you look at all of the things around here and your attention to detail and design, there's something intangible. I can't explain. But you walk into somebody's studio, you walk into a space like this, anywhere in the world, and instantly you're just like, oh, you get it. And it's this, like I don't know what it is. Is it a language or is it us all just growing up finding the little tiny details and the things? Because it doesn't have to be cars. It doesn't have to be motorcycles. It doesn't have to be music. It doesn't have to be any one specific thing. But you can just tell when someone has that attention to detail I I don't know what that is. I don't know where that comes from, but I feel it with you. What do you think about that? Have you experienced that?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think um, let's say there's a a taste that, or there are certain elements that are attractive uh, in a certain period of time worldwide. So Mm. you see the cafes, they look pretty much the same. And uh, of course there's a, If someone is like from the classic motorcycle world and stumbles in here, and they're like, okay, this is a hipster garage. But in the (laughs) end, we all work on the motorcycles the same way. And I think what makes this place special is, of course, the area. And we bring in, of course, also like uh, poster artwork from the US, from the UK, whatever. So it is international, but it has also certain elements that are very local. So I think the mix of that makes it special. I also think i have to add that um, the place itself has a certain energy because of the people here so that you can you really step through the door and you can feel that uh, people have their happy moments here and um, so it's the happy place and uh, otherwise it would just be like let's say nicely decorated warehouse but uh, you have to live in that and uh, you can also see it's not clean in every corner so you have uh, you know little dirty tools lying around there and there so that's also a big task to keep (laughs) everything in order but I think the people make the place special and of course try to to adapt um, uh, a lifestyle for example from california so the cantina is inspired by um surf shops in california and the other ones are a little bit more rough berlin kind of style but uh, i also don't want to define like a certain style so it's more like okay you have elements that yeah. we all like in, yeah. the, in the co-founders team and then uh, we just try to uh, yeah Put it all together and uh, try to uh, recycle a lot of materials and uh, yeah, go on from there.
0: Yeah, I love that. Like as I was walking around, like you're telling me, you're like, this is from a bank. We used this door from a bank, and this table's made out of an old barn door. And like, it's so cool. Like that resourceful, like just make anything work vibe. Yeah. It's really sick. And
1: if you don't have an investor who's putting in like half a million, then of course you have to adapt and then right. uh, the cool ideas come up. And uh, yeah,
0: What do you think like looking back at it through your career, like what were some of the most foundational skills or lessons that you learned that, were at, that, that have given you the chance to or the confidence to take the risks and to do these things and to pivot? Like, are there any like foundational skills you look back on where you're like, I'm so glad I learned that?
1: Some of them were, uh, let's say, given to me by uh, very close friends. So, for example, there was a point in my life where I was working at the classic car rental, for example, and uh, it was a very great time. So I met amazing people, and uh, but uh, making a living of it was really, really hard. And having someone from the outside really... Uh, you know meeting me and telling me okay you can't go further that way because uh, there's a there's that's a dead end so uh you had to really think about it and it was a uh, yeah it also was hurting in that moment. But uh, he helped me to, you know, maybe you have to go back into graphic design and and do that detour to, to make a living and then focus on, let's say, side projects. So I also had a, my own garage back then and uh, was able to buy tools and cars and motorcycles and all that stuff. So I think when you're at that point and those uh, challenges always come up. So I think um, when you look back, you just... Learn from your mistakes, and you, you. When you're older, you take them as a, they are much more valuable to me now than the high times. Because, of course, you can enjoy the high times, but when you're uh, awake and 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 you know that uh, you know it's a bumpy road and it goes up and down, um, your your set of tools and your your options are, yeah, it's it's much easier to adapt then. And then you also. As I said, it's it's easier to take risks because uh, what what is there to lose? I mean, uh, of course, you you need to uh, take care of yourself to not burn out. Because yeah. I mean, it's very easy if you're passionate and you mix work mm-hmm. and, and and you know hobbies and and it's all like a, that's a pool of work and fun and and so on. But um, yeah I, I really learned that uh, everything is possible and if something doesn't work out yeah well then you you adapt you you take your lesson and then you you try again and you you try again and uh, that's also a very different approach here in in germany if for example if uh, your company fails and mm-hmm. um then uh, you always get that stigma or or the stamp okay he's a loser or uh, he doesn't know oh, how to do really? business and the american way is the other way around so you you know you try business uh, it doesn't work out but you always get your head up in the wind again and you yeah. try again and here it's something uh, different but i think uh, also with the new generation of uh, yeah let's say freelance people uh, I think also that, that kind of climate is changing a little bit for everyone who's, who's maybe listening or watching, just, just try it. take that risk. And if you see some potential in there, of course, also take uh, advice from, from maybe from older people or, uh, people who are working already in the industry. But, um, if you're, if your gut feeling is right, then, then go for it and, uh, yeah. What? What else can happen? I mean, tomorrow there's another day. You can have a coffee. Uh, you <laughs> can start again. So it's uh, no problem,
0: dude. I love that. What do you think? Like something that I have observed, and I kind of try to remind myself. But this, like, I, I find it very true in building physical things and working on cars. But it's a lesson that I've tried to remind myself forever. But just taking that step and not being afraid to dig into something. Like, it feels so daunting, right? To be like, all right, we're going to rebuild this whole engine. But like the like, just kind of fearlessly being able to dive in and take stuff apart and put stuff together. And like, you kind of have to just get in there and do it. Did you have any of those moments in your career? Like literally physically putting a space like this together, working on cars or like, what do you think of that? Of like the idea of just like, getting into anything and teaching yourself all these new skills. Like did you have a guide or was it very self-taught?
1: Both, but uh, I, w- I always was looking for uh, mentors mm-hmm. uh, for my first custom motorcycle for example. So I can build stuff until a certain point and then uh, I'm always looking for help and that's also uh, the the great advantage of a place like that of a community because there's a lot of knowledge compressed. And uh, if you're able to uh, be open and and ask, then you get your goal much quicker so always uh, uh, ask for help and and uh, i mean also working on cars and motorcycles with other people the social aspect is just way more fun and Mm. uh, i i just recognized uh, when i was moving uh, from my single garage to the community garage i was first like ah ah, i need to share my tools and then la 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 and uh and then afterwards it was much more fun so um yeah, and also, I think uh, when you work creatively and you're, of course, a lot of hours in front of your laptop and and, and doing stuff, um, I think it's always nice to get your hands dirty. And, and all, even though if you're just helping someone else to adjust the carburetor or something like that, it's the little stuff that makes you go
0: home happy after all. Dude, that's so cool. And like, that, that is such a great point of like, I understand both sides. Like you could have your whole garage and you could have all of your tools and want to just do it on your own. But as soon as you open up and like really lean into like community and help magic happens. And I can only imagine like now, like being at Craftwork, you have like what 90 odd people here that'll work on stuff and people coming and going and working on projects. Like there's probably an insane amount of growth that comes for everyone in that, right? Like, I think I start to think about that and I start to think about community and culture and where that can go and how important that is, like being able to put together these spaces where culture can actually move forward. I think it comes from places like this, you know?
1: Absolutely, and uh, I mean also, um, it is uh, also a result. The let's say the business model that uh, all the garage places in Berlin are torn down because, of course, we need a lot of uh, apartments here. Um, So yeah, we collect everyone under one roof, and uh, yeah, that's that's the cool part of it.
0: It's so good. It's oh so good. What um like I noticed too something that we didn't even touch on, but it doesn't even need to be so much, but. Uh, your hobbies are very interesting to me as well. Like you ride flat track, like you race flat track motorcycles and all that. Like what current hobbies are you super into?
1: yeah flat track is definitely uh one of them and uh i'm also digging into the whole uh electric uh, motorcycle idea oh, so yeah. two-wheel mobility is interesting so um i'm organizing with a, a business partner uh the first electric european motorcycle uh, festival the reload land here yeah uh, so that's interesting that's it's also could become a new hobby mm-hmm. um i think in the end it's it's Yeah, it sounds so awkward, it's all about passion, but I could also completely dive into fly fishing or like building furniture or whatever. So it's at the moment, it's still motorcycles and cars and it also changes from year to year or season to season. So some years I'm more into building custom motorcycles or race flat track and then it's more like, okay, this year uh, I want to work on my camper van. Um, Yeah go travel with that so um but it's always the same pool of uh let's say mobility excitement and not going the the uh the average way so to speak yeah.
0: yeah damn that's cool that is like a really interesting through line with all of it of mobility and not just doing the average thing like finding unique approaches to mobility
1: yeah but 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 uh flat track for sure is uh yeah, it uh, you, you you try it. Um, I was trying it for the first time at Dirtquake in the UK, which uh, was organized by Sideburn Magazine, um, and uh, it was just a fun event. So even Guy Martin was racing on a chopper on the dirt track oval, and uh, you, you try it, and you you never think of it before that uh, going sideways only left uh, yeah. would would be so challenging and so much fun <laughs> and then of course you dive deeper and you build bike and the faster bike and then you need another faster bike and uh and there's also uh, that great community it's like a wandering circus so mm. we were just you know traveling from track to track and also the the european idea really uh Lives on the racetrack, so we are racing with Belgians, uh, Dutch, uh, British, uh, French, and that's that's so cool. Yeah, and you all also have that uh, mutual excitement for that hobby. And also, if you're, you know, when you're racing, then your your mind is basically free. So you're not like, okay, I, I have to uh, close that Photoshop file and send that away and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So it's just mm-hmm. in the moment. And also uh, that adrenaline kicks really in when you're on the edge like sliding and afterwards uh, you're just like so excited and, and happy at the same time that you're hopefully not crashed the bike or yourself and, yeah uh, yeah so that's that's also really cool yeah
0: I love to like as you're talking about that I was thinking how like hobbies and any specific hobby becomes like this universal language like you're meeting all these people from all these different places and it's this culture and you could easily like that exists just as much in the states and that's also cool it's like completely universal and you find those hobbies whatever it is and then you build community from there i think that's so special
1: yeah and also i mean uh networking comes natural then that yeah way. i mean you can go to the u.s and if you meet i don't know anyone who's also doing flat track so you have already a conversation going and um, so that's that's really cool but that's of course not the idea to make business or whatever but it it all adds up because uh, um, people respect that you're uh, you're not talking about it but you're actually doing something and that's that's yeah
0: and I think too like with any hobby or anything like of course, networking or business isn't the the idea behind it. But I think that was a lesson that I learned early in my life was instead of trying to go to the thing and find business and go somewhere where maybe I didn't fit in, I was just like, oh, I'm just going to go do the stuff I like. And then naturally, and you start to meet to you. people that also like stuff. And then that starts coming to you. And I think you live such a great example of exactly that. So I find that really cool. but. Dude, this was really fun. Like this whole conversation, I I know we have not so much time, but like, I think we covered so, so much in this. It was great. We'll make
1: another episode on alternative fuels. Dude, (laughs) yes. Oh
0: my God. Come When you're in Los Angeles next, we'll come back and we'll do that because that's a whole conversation. And I think like your understanding of that is really special, but maybe we leave it where everyone can find you and see some of the work you're doing because I think if you kind of find what you're doing online you can do bigger like bigger deep dives so where can everybody find you?
1: On Instagram I am very shitty on uh, maintaining my portfolio so my website is crap (laughs) Um, but yeah it's of course uh, craftwork.berlin that's Mm -hmm. the community garage Uh, then my personal account maximilian.funk and then you can see whatever projects and of course uh, at reload.land is also the electric motorcycle festival which will happen uh, the last weekend of june here and uh, yeah i'm very excited for that
0: nice and i'll link to everything too but just in case you wanted to shout anything out thank you very much for that dude thank you so much for having me here and for doing this podcast it's really special on my end to be across the world and sitting down in probably the coolest place i've ever recorded a podcast and have a conversation (laughs) like this like it's like that to me is just super special Thank you very much. And yeah,
1: thank you for having me as a guest uh, in line with all those uh, great guests you already had. Dude, so sick. Thank you. Thank you very much.